Okay, uh, good morning everyone. Okay, can you please say hi to your seatmate? Ayan, ayan, okay. Uh, diba? So today, um, the message will be, uh, the, yung passage natin is from 1 Thessalonians uh, 2, 1 to 12. And the title of the message is uh, The Three Must of a Disciple. No? Yung tatlong kailangan. No, ng isang disciple. You see, a discipleship is a relationship journey of falling in love with God. No? So it's a relationship journey of falling in love with God. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is all about uh, our hearts. It's about uh, spiritual disciplines uh, and transformation. No? And this comes... Uh, the definition comes from Edmond Chan. Okay? And this must be at the core of discipleship, that it is a relationship journey. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. And a simple definition that uh, I have for discipleship is a disciple is a committed follower of Jesus Christ. Okay? You know, in this chapter, no, chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians, Paul uh, is telling us, don't be a pretender. Don't be a fake disciple. Don't be one who wears a mask. And don't be a secret Christian. There are two kinds of pretenders. The first kind of pretender is one who goes to church just to go to church. Meaning there's no relationship with Jesus, but because nasanay na, no, going to church, we just go to church. And this is the kind of person who believes that being good is alright. Now, being good is enough for one to be considered a disciple. In the passage of Scripture, in uh, Matthew 7, uh, it says, no, Matthew 7, uh, it says, Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So what the Lord is saying here is that there are going to be people who are going to be surprised one day. You know, because you thought you were a disciple, or you thought you were a Christian, but actually... In God's eyes, hindi pala. Because there was no relationship with Jesus Christ. The second kind of pretender is the carnal Christian. This is the one who has allowed disobedience to come into uh, our own life. This is one who lives a double life. Um, he is a person who loves the world but pretends to live for Jesus. He is the one who is uh, too busy to have quiet time, uh, too busy to pray, 
uh, too busy to share the gospel, and he is the one who is too busy for the Lord. Okay, so today we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 to 12. You know, here Paul writes a letter to, def to defend himself and uh, his ministry. You know, some people have decided to attack him and the way he does ministry. But Paul, he decides, you know, I'm going to defend myself and he's going to share to us you know, this morning and let us learn from the... Uh, from Paul on what a disciple looks like. And I will share to us the three must of a disciple. So in verse 1 to 2, a disciple must share the gospel. Now, uh, in verse 1, uh, it says, You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit uh, to you was not without results. Sabi niya. We had previously suffered and been treated uh, outrageously in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of God, we dare to tell you his gospel, the one true gospel in the face of strong opposition. You know, sharing the gospel is a responsibility of every disciple of Christ. No? Um, if you don't believe in this, then probably you are not a true disciple. You see, we must be intentional in sharing the gospel. Today, I'd like to share to us, for a quick review, uh, how to share the gospel in a nutshell. Alam mo, we live in a society, very short yung attention span, no? Diba? So, kami dati, na-train kami sa EE. Alam mo, gano'ng kahaba yung EE? Diba? Mga 45 minutes to one hour yan. No? So, pag may lang tanong, no? sino ba si Jesus? Ayan na, mag-EE mode na kami. No? Blah, blah, blah. Pagdating lang 10 minutes, wala na, lutang na yung kausap namin. Does not want to listen to us. So there are many ways actually to share the gospel. Okay, so itong gospel in a nutshell, uh, you can find this on the internet naman. Okay, but gospel in a nutshell, I'll give you a quick review. This is based on 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 to 6. Now, it says, For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, Okay, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to uh, Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. So ito yung verse uh, na ginamit nung gospel in a nutshell. Okay, so ano yung gospel in a nutshell? Uh, this is trying, they're, they're trying to say, this is how you can share the gospel in two or three minutes. Then after that, if they want to know more, then you can share more passages. Okay, so four things lang you have to remember. Okay, number one, Jesus died. Can you say that with me? One, two, three. Jesus died. Second. Third. Fourth. One more time. Jesus died. Jesus was buried, Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus appeared. Jesus died in order to cleanse us from sin. Jesus was buried to prove that he died. Jesus rose again from the dead in order to show us that he was the Son of God who successfully defeated death. 
And Jesus appeared to many people bodily, no? physically bodily to many people to prove that he rose from the dead. Now this, uh, I feel, it's one way you can open uh, you know, the discussion and tell them what you believe in. Because sometimes they just want to hear what do you believe in? What's the gospel? What is Jesus about? So this is something you can uh, you know, easily remember and this is something you can open. Then you can also, um, so in one sentence, this is uh, the gospel in a nutshell. In one sentence, Jesus died for the forgiveness of sin and rose from the dead, proving he had power over sin and death. So this is once in one sentence. Also, you can share to them your gospel in a nutshell. Jesus died for the forgiveness of sin and rose from the dead, proving he had power over sin and death. Okay? And another way we can share the gospel is yung uh, one-verse evangelism, Romans 6.23. Yung madalas nakikita mo sa internet, yung life. Tapos ibabaliktad mo yung card, death. No? Uh, life and death. I think this was um, done by Dr. Andrew Luson. Okay? And you know, uh, this, ver this is based on Romans 6.23. Also, another way that we as disciples can share the gospel. For the wages of sin is death. No, all of us, we deserve to go to hell. Okay? But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. No, this gift was given to us no, uh, by Jesus when, uh, by God when Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. So what do you want to choose? Do you want uh, death or do you want life? And of course, there's EE and there's many other forms of evangelism. But I just want to uh, tell us, a disciple must share the gospel. Now, Paul models to us that a disciple of Jesus must make it a priority to share the gospel. And to share the gospel, you have to have courage. You know, Paul, in verse 1 and 2, he said he faced opposition, he faced suffering, but he kept on sharing and persevering. You know, and this is one characteristic of a disciple, to be courageous okay, and to persevere. Now, uh, for, you know, let's be honest, a lot of us, we don't share the gospel because we're afraid. We're afraid. We're afraid that we don't know the answer. We're afraid na mapahiya tayo. We're afraid that people will reject us. But we still have to share the gospel. Okay? So, uh, again, to review, let's review again how to share the gospel in a nutshell. Uh, next, yeah. Okay, can we... Repeat this, okay, one, two, three, Jesus died, Jesus was buried, Jesus rose from the dead, and Jesus appeared in bodily form. Okay, can we close the PowerPoint? Okay, okay, just let's try to, uh, yeah, let's try to, you know, can you look at your seatmate and just try to say the four things, the gospel in a nutshell, okay, one, two, three. Bodily to many people. Okay, so that's one way. No, you can easily try to. Okay, and you can also type that on Google. Gospel in a nutshell, lalabas siya. 
Okay, so you can you know, just look at that. Okay, so uh, again, the one sentence naman, if you want it in one sentence, how do you share the gospel or what's the nutshell? Jesus died for, th for the forgiveness of sin and rose from the dead, proving he had power over sin and death. Okay, now the second must of a disciple, a disciple must examine his heart. A disciple must examine his heart. In verse 3 to 6, no? sinabi niya dito sa verse 4, we are not trying to please people but God who tests our hearts. No? Sabi niya, you know we never use flattery nor did we put a mask to cover up greed as God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. Even though as apostles of Christ, you know, we could have uh, demanded something. So Paul says, I come with a pure heart, a pure motive. I'm not trying to trick you. I only come to share the gospel. Okay? So Paul is saying, um, I don't really care what people will say okay, about me because my goal is to please God and I want to please only Him, only God who is testing my heart. So Paul is saying, I've been tested and I have been found trustworthy. So Paul says something important here. He said, God has tested our hearts. Now the word uh, cardia, okay, refers to yung personal life natin. It's at the center. Yung heart natin, it's at the center. It's the intellectual, the emotional, and the moral character of the individual. It all resides in our heart. And so when it says God is testing our hearts, okay, uh, Paul is saying God is examining what uh, we think about. God is examining uh, what moves us emotionally. And God is examining uh, you know, morally what we are doing. So therefore, I believe every disciple of Christ must have a heart check. So why have a heart check? Because a disciple must be authentic. We can't be a pretender. We can't be a fake disciple. No? Um, an authentic disciple walks the talk. No? He doesn't pretend to love Jesus, nor does he pretend to love people, but a, dis yung, a true disciple, you know, uh, loving must be our way of life. Okay? And usually, when God gives us a test, Doon lumalabas ang true colors natin. You know? But, um, you know, uh, God likes to give surprise tests in our life. You know, in Genesis 22 verse 1, Abraham, no, finally, after 25 years, got the son that God promised to him. Okay? And then, in Genesis 22 verse 1, it says, God did test Abraham. What was the test? Ito yung sinabi ni God kay Abram. Take what you've been waiting for for 25 years, okay? and I promise in the unconditional covenant, and take him up there and offer him on that mountain. So God actually was testing Abram. Per surprise test. Now he was asking Abram to offer actually his one and only son that he waited for 25 years. No? 
surprise test. Okay? So he rose early the next morning, got his donkey ready, got the wood ready, and took his son and went, you know, and you see he was instantaneously obedient. And he passed the test on the mountain. And guess what? Actually, every time we pass a test from God, we are blessed. And blessing is not always about money. You know, it can be in many other ways that God blesses us. And you know, um, God, of course, replaced you know, yung son with a ram for a sacrifice and a grace service of God. So as a disciple of Jesus, I just want to encourage all of us to constantly check our hearts. You know, is it pure? Is it loving? Is it pleasing to God? Is it encouraging? Is it kind? Is it glorifying God? So check your hearts, examine your hearts. And today, I leave us uh, this question to ponder about. Okay? Uh, what is the final test of every life that is lived? What's the final test? Actually, this is the answer. What does God think about the life I have lived or I am living? What does God think about the life that you are living today. What does God really think about it? Is God pleased with the way you are living your life today? Masaya ba si Lord? Is He really happy when He looks at your heart, when He looks at how we live our life every day? No? That's up to you because... Uh, you know your heart and you know how you are living your life. And you know what are your priorities, what are your goals. You know? So, what does God think about the life uh, I have lived, you have lived? So, if God were to examine and to look at each of our hearts today, what would God think about your life? What would God say about the life you have lived. Uh, no, so time for a heart check. And two passages that I just want to share. Uh, in Psalm 26, verse 2, it says, Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. No? Test me, O Lord, try me. Examine my heart and my mind. And in Psalm 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Uh, third must, okay, a disciple must uh, disciple. Okay, um, so in verse 7, it says, Instead, we were like young children among you, just like a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we love you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy blameless and righteous we were among you who believe. No? 
So for you know that we dealt with each of you. No? So may one-on-one time din yung discipleship, hindi palagi yung big group. Okay? Uh, as Father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. You see, uh, discipleship uh, is not about how many you disciple. You can disciple one, two, no, it's all right. You can disciple six, twelve, it's all right. You can disciple twenty, uh, it's all right. It's not about the number, it's about the quality of disciples that uh, we produce. Okay? So, uh, you must share the gospel. No? That's the first must. Second, you must examine your heart. Third, you must disciple others. You know, in verse 10, Paul adds uh, on that a disciple must, there must be three characteristics seen in this disciple. Kailangan holy ka. Meaning ng holy, okay, it's simply you have to be pleasing God. No? You're set apart, you are different. That's what it means to be holy. No? You are different from the world. That's what it means to be holy. Second, righteous. It means your lives must conform to Scripture. Dapat yung life natin matches what the Bible says. Okay. Third, blameless. It means your lives can bear close inspection. Your, uh, it means when people look at your life, they can see that you are a follower of Christ. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes, but it just means your life, you're willing to let people see that you are a follower of Christ. Okay, so these are three things that uh, each disciple must also have as a quality in them. And for this to happen no, in a person's life, for you to be holy, righteous, and blameless, there must be a what? A heart transformation. Kailangan may heart transformation. You see, it's not enough to have a change in behavior. Okay? But what is needed is a uh, transformation of our core values. And this happens when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Kasi kung change of behavior lang, madalas babalik tayo. Pero kung change of heart, because of our relationship with Jesus, then forever na yan. Because God has transformed you no, to become Christ-like. So how then, how should I disciple others? Maybe you're asking, okay, ayan, I want to disciple na. No, I'm ready na today. How should I disciple others? Yun yung problema. Okay? Paul doesn't give us, you know, you know one thing I realized, it's not a one-size-fits-all. No, there's no blueprint of just really na ito lang gagawin mo and sure ball to, lalabas to disciple. Paul doesn't give us yung step-by-step process here. No? But he tells us what is needed in order to disciple others. So he tells us how you can disciple. Okay? So he tells us what kind of heart. So it's actually a, it's a hard thing if you want to disciple. So he tells us if you want to disciple, uh, you must have a heart of a mother and a heart of a father. nakasulat sa First Thessalonians 2. Okay? A heart of a mother is what? A mother cares for her children. So you must have that kind of a heart. And second, a heart of a father. 
a father who encourages, comforts, and urges us on to live a life worthy of God. So you see, to disciple is to share our lives. It is to open our lives to others so that they may see Christ in us. If we don't share uh, the gospel to them, um, uh, we don't only share the gospel to them, pala, but we must also share our lives, share our pains, our victories, our ups and downs. So discipleship is not a one-size-fits-all, but actually it's a uh, relationship journey uh, with, in falling in love with God. So to disciple someone means we care for them and we encourage them to grow in their walk with God. Now, uh, Edmund Chan once said, no, discipleship is not just a program. Okay, it's not just a program. Because if it's a program, then it can just simply be a transfer of knowledge. But knowledge doesn't change lives. It is truth applied that changes lives. But sometimes, you know, uh, we, we forget and we try to go back to the program. Ano ba yung program na kailangan? Ano ba yung Bible study material na kailangan? No? Pati kami, no? minsan bumabalik-balik kami. Ano ba yung kailangan natin gawin? But, you know, discipleship is actually really a relationship journey in falling with God, in falling in love with Jesus uh, every day. So, um, it's not a program, kasi nga, kung program siya, you just transfer all the knowledge, dapat disciple na siya. Hindi eh. You know? But discipleship is, you know, uh, truth applied. You have to apply the Word of God into our hearts every day. Then that will produce a changed life. So, and actually, sinabi din ni Paul dito, uh, he talks to them, uh, to, to them one by one, each of them. So, it's also important that as we disciple a group, we also disciple one-on-one. Because it is in the one-on-one times that there will be vulnerability and there will be just times that you can share your life. Okay? Um, spending time... Uh, with a disciple one-on-one is actually underrated. Sometimes we feel, ah, wala naman nangyari. No? It's a waste of time. But, you know, uh, you don't know the impact that that one-on-one time you gave to your disciple is something that he or she will cherish. Will cherish. So, uh, today, let's summarize the message, the three must of a disciple, Okay. Uh, a disciple must share the gospel. So you look at yourself, no? You share the gospel, okay? But you want to be, a, you say you want to be a disciple, then we must start sharing the gospel. Second, we must examine our hearts. You know, think, no? Think uh, if, uh, what does God think about your life right now? That's one question you ask yourself. And third, a disciple must disciple, okay? Now, I still have a few minutes and I would just want us to do some uh, reflection, okay? Uh, maybe three minutes. These are the three questions that I thought about for you to just think and reflect on your own uh, life as the pianist plays lang, no? Okay? Uh, just think about your life. When was the last time I intentionally 
shared the gospel. When was the last time na talagang you prayed for a person and you said, I'm gonna share the gospel to my friend? What does uh, God think about my life right now? And third, am I, dis am I a disciple? If yes, then who are you discipling? So I'll give you three minutes to think about that and I'll close us in a word of prayer. Dear God, uh, I just want to pray for each one of us here. Uh, please forgive us if hindi uh, namin namalayan at times <laughs> we have become pretenders. Kunyari no? lang kami Christian. But we have become too busy to pray, too busy to uh, have our quiet time, too busy to come to worship. And also, please forgive us if 
We have the heart to be a disciple, but yet we don't share the gospel. We have the heart to be a disciple, and yet you know, we rarely examine our hearts. But Lord, I pray that you would challenge each one of us here who really wants to be called a disciple, to intentionally go out and share the gospel, not out of uh, fear, but out of courage in Christ. And also, um, help us to always evaluate our hearts. Is it pure? Is it kind? You know, is it glorifying God? And to always go back to the question, what does God think about the life that I'm living? And Lord, give us a heart to disciple others in the same way that you have discipled us. Give us a heart to care for others. So I just pray for our church as we pray to be a disciple-making church. It can start with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.